Horses dot the ribbon of dirt, their bodies shaded by early morning mist. Their breaths plume like dragon smoke, slipping around thundering hooves and disappearing into the watery air. Kali shakes her head, bending her neck until I feel the strain in my arms. She snorts her own plumes and strolls evenly out underneath me, galloping down the middle of the training track at Belmont Park. I've been given my orders. Breeze two furlongs, a quarter of a mile, starting at the quarter-mile pole, which resides on the sweeping far turn of the main track, only strides from the home stretch, and push hard at the finish. Belmont is a giant of a track, and the pole in question lurks in the mist just out of sight. Regardless, I'm primed for it, and so is Kali. She tugs her head further down in great effort to haul me out of the saddle and over her neck when I nudge her closer to the rail. We've both done this many, many times before. When the striped pole slips by, I slide low in the saddle and give Kali room to go. One moment she's bottled up, and the next she's a stream of copper, her chestnut mane smacking me hard in the face while her strides lengthen and everything becomes a droning rumble of hooves and wind. Curling into the stretch, Kali drifts away from the rail and then skips right back to it, skimming so close my jeans rub against the solid plastic barrier. I call for a lead change as soon as we're in the straightaway, and Kali explodes forward so fast I'm not ready for it. A surge of adrenaline shudders through me, informing me that I'd better move with the horse or be content with falling off. I shift my weight where it should be so I'm not left behind, slip back into equilibrium with Kali's plunging strides, and ask for more with my hands fisted in her mane. We blow past the finish line, and I ease off her neck. Kali huffs and flicks her ears up. I gallop her out another furlong and slow her down to a canter. Kali rocks into the three-beat gate, and I twitch my fingers on the rubbery reins, hangovers from my years of dressage, keeping the conversation going with her mouth through the bit. Kali likes it, lowering her head and moving like a dream. If we weren't on the track, I'd sit deep in the saddle and rock with the horse. Balance would have new meaning, instead of my current position perched on Collie's shoulders with my butt in the air. My crop sticks out of my back pocket like an antenna. When I ask Collie to drop down to a trot, I finally sink back into the lightweight exercise saddle, just long enough to feel the touch of leather before rising up and down with her rhythm. Our destination is just past the home stretch, where gaps in the outer rail lead directly into the track's backside, home of thousands of horses housed in long shed rows. On my approach, I spot Dad's blonde head bowed over his tablet computer, tapping away at it in single-minded focus. Were you counting through those furlongs? Dad says when I slow Collie to a jaunting walk. He doesn't look up. The filly is excited, bouncing on her toes with each stride. A tick over twelve for each, I tell him, keeping Kali moving through the gap and well away from the activity of horses coming and going. Dad puts the tablet to sleep and walks with me, 
shoving one hand in the pocket of dusty blue jeans as he studies the way the filly moves. The quarter was twenty-four and change, Dad confirms for me. I catch a small smile playing at the corners of his mouth. He taught me how to estimate my speed on the track, and every so often he still likes to ask. I think it's more like a test to keep me on my toes. Twelve seconds to a furlong is optimal because it's average. Too much either way is telling, but there are reasons to go faster at any point in a work. The faster you go at the end, the easier the racer you have on your hands. Kali does it all, like the push of a button. Today, she did just what I asked of her. It's a ruse.